Vice President Kamala Harris gives non-answers on abortion on the program Face the Nation. We'll talk about those today on the program. Also, we're going to get back to basics. We're going to be talking about abortion procedures so that you can be able to talk to anybody you know about what happens to a baby during an abortion. Activist Radio, the Mark Carrington Show, is brought to you by Created Equal. And you go to createdequal.org to find out more. You can also donate to our work. As you all know, we're fighting this abortion amendment here in the state of Ohio. And on November 8th, we're going to be voting to enshrine, possibly enshrine abortion into the state constitution. So we're all in here at Created Equal running the door-to-door campaign all across the state of Ohio. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. But before we get to that, I want to talk about this interview, if you want to call it that, of Vice President Kamala Harris, who was on Disgrace the Nation, or what is commonly known as Face the Nation program on the weekends. And uh, she was asked some questions on abortion and failed to answer any of them. So we want to go through this and respond and make uh, some and react to what she said. Now, this is on, again, Face the Nation, which is the national program on Sunday mornings on CBS News with Margaret Brennan. So go ahead and play the clip. This is, again, uh, Kamala Harris talking about abortion. So what what is it that you believe? I mean, what week of pregnancy should abortion access be cut off? We need to restore the protections of Roe versus Wade. We're not trying to do something new. Well, that was nebulous because it was about viability. I'll stop there. Listen, this is going to be really nauseating for most of you. She basically has asked the same question four times, and she gives the same non-answer four times. What is Kamala Harris hiding? She basically says, you know, you got to give credit to Margaret Brennan because she asked her the question, where do we draw the line when it comes to abortion? What are Democrats saying? Are there any limits to abortion? That's the question. And Kamala Harris refuses to answer it by giving this non-answer that we are trying to re- uh, bring back the protections of Roe versus Wade. Now, let me be clear up front. Roe versus Wade basically allowed for abortions up until, well, actually, it's Doe v. Bolton. Roe, Roe v. Wade allowed for abortions through the first, first trimester for no reason or for any reason. Second and third trimester abortions were allowed up until viability. That's when the baby can live outside the womb. That's what Roe did and Doe versus Bolton. Uh, so Kamala Harris says we're, we're going to restore these things, but she doesn't talk about the limits. And there are limits because viability was the limit. And states enacted restrictions on abortion when it came to late term abortions. She just doesn't want to answer them, period, which leaves the door wide open for abortions up to the very moment of birth. No restrictions, no limitations. All right. Continue on. It could be anywhere between 20 to 24 weeks. And but it, that's reasonable. So no, 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 no. Let, that's, let's that let, was me, in let me be very clear. the Women's Health Protection Act. Let me be very clear, very clear. From day one, the president has been clear. I have been clear. Mm-hmm. We need to put back 
the protections that are in Roe v. Wade into law. Since the Supreme Court took it, Congress has the power and ability to pass legislation to put those protections back in law, and Joe Biden will sign that bill. All right, stop there. So she talks about how Roe v. Wade was overturned, and now the Congress can enact laws on abortion. This is true. So can the state legislatures, right? Uh, the truth of the matter is she doesn't want to restore Roe v. Wade. They want to go far beyond Roe with what they have called the Women's Health Protection Act. There's a mouthful for you, isn't that? Uh, it's just all about abortions, just euphemisms for abortion. The Women's Health Protection Act basically has no limitations on abortion, which means that you could drive a Mack truck through the law, allowing abortions up to the very moment of birth. No one denies it, and Kamala Harris won't deny it because she won't put any limits. Why wouldn't she just say, uh, we're going to put a limit on at viability? Why won't she say that? And the reason is she wants abortion unrestricted up till birth. Go ahead and continue on. And this is, again, Kamala Harris on CBS News Face the Nation with her non-answers on abortion. That is what we want. But does it need to be specific in terms of defining and where that guarantee goes up to and where it does not? You know, stop there. Give give Margaret Brennan some credit here. Now, she's a lib. She's probably pro-abortion, but she's asking for the second time, maybe third in this interview. Where are the limits? How hard is this to answer if you are going to put some into effect? Of course, Kamala Harris can't do that. Go ahead and continue on. We need to put back in place. Here we the go. There's that bony finger on the nation. Love it. Because we're not trying to, but we're not trying to do anything that did not exist before June of last year. Wrong. We well, are it, saying it wasn't but, crafted but, into law, and that's why I'm asking you for the specifics there because Republicans say the lack of a precise group. date in cutting it off. You know this. They say that allows Democrats to perform abortions up until, you know, birth, which is ridiculous, which is statistically not accurate. If it's ridiculous, stop there. If it's ridiculous, then why not put a limit on it if it's ridiculous? It's not ridiculous because we know they don't want any limits whatsoever. Just saying it's ridiculous doesn't mean it is. You have to put some limits in the law that they want to pass is Women's Health Protection Act has absolutely no limitations on abortion all the way up to birth. And they want you to pay for it with your tax dollars. Go ahead, on, continue on. It's a mischaracterization so, of the point. No, the point but, is, but the, do point, you, the point is for the fourth time, here she goes. We need to put into law the protections of Roe versus Wade. Oh my gosh. How many times does she have to repeat that? And never answers the question. And I, again, I give it to Margaret Brennan here for at least trying to keep her on subject. And she refuses to answer. But this is the way it is across the board with pro-abortion advocates, with the Democrat Party. They will not talk about any limitations anytime. And the reason for that is they don't want any. Well, we all know that Democrats want to legalize abortion up to the very moment of birth. And that's why people like Kamala Harris won't answer direct questions about limitations when they would draw the line because they don't want to draw the line. And so we're going to talk about that today. What is abortion? Now, if you're, you watch my program, you listen to us uh, and here at Created Equal, you know, we're talking about this all the time. In fact, we are showing abortion on college campuses and all across America. That's what we do. 
to stimulate dialogue on abortion. But I think what I haven't done most recently is just talked about abortion. What does it do? What does it do to an unborn child? What are the quote unquote procedures used to kill babies? And so that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to share with you a presentation that I give at the town halls here in the state of Ohio. And in that presentation, I talk about the reality of abortion. I'm going to give you some numbers that I want you to memorize because numbers matter. But most importantly, I want you to understand the actual procedures so you can describe them to anybody who might not believe that abortion kills a baby. It's an act of violence that kills a child. So that's what we're going to do. So what I'd like to do here is we're just basically going to go through this presentation and explain the numbers and what the abortion procedures are. So here's the premise. The big idea, if you will, is this, that when abortion is known, abortion dies. When abortion is known, abortion dies. And the issue for us is we need to show abortion to as many people as we can. Now, everyone has seen at one time or another this, this picket sign says abortion kills children. It's used at the annual life chain in October, and it's a good sign, but it's really presenting a presupposition. It's not making an argument. It's just saying abortion kills children. Well, you need to prove that. Uh, and in order to prove that, we have to use visuals. Visuals are important to prove that. And so what I wanna do here, we're gonna use some visuals, things that you can remember easily when you're talking to people about abortion, the first is this in the state of Ohio, which is where the battle is right now, because the constitutional amendment here, this is for all the marbles in the state of Ohio. Currently, uh, there are approximately 60 children are killed every single day in the state. Now, what does that look like if we were to give you a picture? Uh, the best way I can describe it is in terms of school children and busloads of school children. Basically, one full busload of elementary school children are killed every single day in Ohio. One of these school buses holds 72 children. That's approximately, it's close to about 60. Think about that. One every single day. Now, if you extrapolate that out for the year, 365 days, what does that mean? 2,813 children are killed by abortion every single day, or I'm sorry, year in the state of Ohio. Now, what's that look like when it comes to elementary school bus loads of children? Well, that equals 300. 300. Elementary school buses of children are killed every single year by abortion here in the state of Ohio. So I want you to just remember that a school bus load of children is killed every day and 300 are killed every year just in our state. Now, if you take that nationally, what does that mean for us as a nation as in America? The numbers are staggering. 862,320 children are killed by abortion every single year uh, here in the United States. And what does that mean? That means two times the population of greater Cleveland, Ohio. In other words, an entire city like Cleveland is wiped out two times the, the population every single year. Staggering numbers. And sometimes those numbers just kind of wash over us and they don't. And it's hard to comprehend, right? 
Uh, we have no way to basically fathom the devastation that that causes to a nation. Of course it does to the children. It was Joseph Stalin who said, ironically, that one death is a tragedy, but a million deaths is a statistic. And it's true. When we talk about 65 million children who are killed by abortion every single year, it's a statistic. But if you think of one child, that is a tragedy. Now, let's draw, uh, get into the actual abortion procedures. How do women commit abortions uh, in America? The first way is what we call pill abortion or chemical abortion. Uh, that is the most common type of abortion uh, in the world, and for that matter, for the, in the United States and in, in Ohio. Currently, 47% of all abortions are committed by a pill abortion. Now, how does it work? How does it work? By the way, this, this image here is taken from the movie Unplanned, which if you have not seen, you should. This is a horrific uh, scene in which a woman has a pill abortion. And this is what it looks like. In fact, our, uh, our homes, our apartments, the bathrooms of these homes and apartments are now abortion clinics in America. Half of all abortions are committed by pill abortions. And how's it work? There is no physician oversight, number one, and their bedroom becomes the abortion clinic and is used. There are two different types of drugs that are used to cause the chemical abortion. The first is what we call mifepristone. Mifepristone used to be called RU486 before the uh, Food and Drug Administration approved the drug. And what that does is it blocks progesterone, which leads to the breakdown of the uterine linings. And this is so that the, if the unborn child is conceived, tries to implant in the mom's uterus and is starved to death started up typically taking the life of the child often suffocated and then there's a second drug as part of this two drug regimen called misoprostol misoprostol and that causes contractions so that the mother gives birth induces birth and the baby is uh, then thrown down the toilet swirled down the toilet so it's it's not hyperbole to say that the sewers of our cities in America are running red with the blood of the unborn. 50% of all abortions and the babies end up in the sewer systems. That's what's going on, folks. That's the truth. All right, so that's the pill abortion or chemical abortion. Again, the most um, widely used form of killing children today. The second, uh, type of uh, procedure is what we call a DNC abortion or dilation and curatage. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you some uh, medical diagram. It's kind of graphic, but if you tune into this program, you know I show these images, and that's for good reason, because you have to see it to believe it. 42% of all abortions are committed using the dilation curatage abortion or DNC. And uh, how's it work? Well, the mom's cervix is dilated, number one, or forced to open. Then a suction catheter, as you can tell by the diagram, is inserted into the uterus. And a, that suction catheter is 10 to 20 times more powerful than a household vacuum. Now, just think about that, being inserted into a mom's womb. And the baby is sucked out. 
and it, it, it shreds the baby's soft tissue and sucks it out and basically into a, a glass jar or something that is nearby the operation table. And that's how a DNC abortion takes place. And um, 42% of all Ohio abortions are done through a DNC abortion. All right. The next type of abortion is what we call a D&E abortion or dilation and evacuation. Again, I'm going to show you a medical diagram so you understand it. 11% of all abortions are committed this way in the state of Ohio, according to the Ohio Department of Health. And once again, the, the mom's uh, uterus is dilated or forced open. The abortionist rips the baby piece by piece, rips the baby apart inside the mom's uh, mom's womb and then reassembles the parts on a table adjacent to the operation table. And he does that because he wants to make sure that he got everything. So he basically reassembles the baby on the on the table nearby. And that's a dilation and evacuation abortion. 11% of all Ohio abortions are done that way. So whether it's a pill abortion, whether it is a DNC abortion, or whether it's a DNE abortion, the baby is decapitated, dismembered, disemboweled, and then discarded either into the medical waste bin where, you know, a medical waste, so-called medical waste company will pick it up and incinerate it or it ends up being flushed down the toilet and becoming part of our sewer system. All right. The fourth type of abortion, since we talked pill abortion, DNC, DNA, and now we're talking about induction procedure or induction abortion. These are done in late-term abortions, and late-term abortions are typically understood to take place between 20 weeks and up, all right? We could also consider possibly 15 weeks up. Any child that can feel pain typically is what we consider a late-term abortion or after the point of viability. And right now, viability is anywhere from 20 to 24 weeks. So uh, if you would, go ahead and play this. This is a video that was created by Live Action, our good friends there, with a former abortion, uh, abortionist who performed these types of abortions. She's going to explain what a late-term abortion or induction procedure is like. Go ahead and play that clip. Induction abortions generally done from 22 weeks to term at 39 weeks. Because the child is so large and developed, an abortion procedure at this point takes two to three days to complete. And due to the risks and the need for monitoring, this procedure is generally done in the hospital or a surgery center. On day one, mifepristone is given orally. Mifepristone blocks the pregnancy hormone progesterone, causing the lining of the uterus to degenerate, starving the fetus of vital nutrients and oxygen. Mifepristone alone doesn't necessarily kill the fetus, so fetal demise is often induced beforehand. This is often only done for babies 20 weeks or older. A syringe with a large needle is filled with a drug called digoxin. Digoxin is used to treat heart problems, but an overdose of digoxin will cause fetal cardiac arrest. A long needle is inserted through the woman's abdomen or vagina, and the digoxin is injected into the fluid surrounding the fetus under ultrasound guidance. The fetus doesn't die immediately, which is why this is normally done one or two days beforehand. For the drug to be more effective, the abortion doctor can also inject the digoxin directly into the fetus, targeting either the body, heart, or umbilical vein. 
Potassium chloride can also be used to induce fetal demise more immediately. The fetus usually dies within 24 hours of the injection of digoxin. If the fetus doesn't die within 24 hours, the injection can be repeated. Death is normally confirmed by ultrasound before the start of delivery. On day two, 24 to 36 hours after the mifepristone, the woman is given misoprostol either orally or vaginally, causing her to go into labor. The misoprostol dose can be repeated every three hours up to five times. Usually, after 24 hours of starting the misoprostol, the woman will vaginally deliver the fetus. If the woman is having trouble delivering, she may be given a synthetic hormone called Pitocin to promote labor. Once the fetus and the placenta have been delivered and the bleeding is under control, the abortion is complete. You know, it, it's, it's hard to fathom. We can talk about these, this type of thing in clinical terms with a former abortionist who's wearing a white coat. This is reproductive health care? Seriously? We're taking a needle and injecting digoxin, which causes a heart attack in the baby, and then delivering the baby to sometimes not dead. I mean, it kills the baby typically, but these babies can live outside the womb. This is what we're doing in our hospitals and clinics across this country. And yet we have guys, people like Kamala Harris not willing to answer the question. How barbaric are we that we're permitting this? It's unbelievable, friends. Unbelievable. Now, just to be clear, we talk about the, the, the other side will say, well, you know, late term abortions aren't a thing very often. And uh, they're made up by the, uh, you know, pro-life people and the Republican Party and et cetera, et cetera. It's all a lie because according to the Centers for Disease Control, just in Ohio, after 21 weeks in 2020, 113 late term abortions after 21 weeks were performed here. And that's in the state. Now, you might say, oh, that's that's a small number. Really? Well, one of them's too many. Think about it. We're doing this to 113 children in this state. And after 16 weeks, 1,218 children were killed, either using the DNA, which I explained to you, or this induction method. It's happening in our own state. If you go extrapolate that all the way across the country, there are about um, 4,300 late-term abortions. That's after viability in the, in the country. And uh, they're performed after 21 weeks. Now, people say, well, that's a small fraction. You, you, does it really matter if it's just one? That's too many. Why, why are we saying that? You know, uh, you know, they'll say, well, it's because of fetal uh, abnormalities, right? Well, according to C. Everett Coop, who was the Sur Surgeon General, back in the day when we were having debates over partial birth abortion, he basically said, that there's never a case in which, oh, let me read from his quote here. He said, I've never known of one instance where the child had to be aborted to save the mother's life. In other words, why don't we just deliver these children full term with a C-section, cesarean section, and give them the care they need? There's no reason to kill them other than one reason. They want a dead baby, period. The mom wants it. And the abortion wants it, or abortionist wants it. That's why. Because otherwise they could be delivered and placed for adoption. That's that'd be the more humane thing to do. 
But unfortunately, that's not where we are. So that's the induction abortion. I've gone over all four types of so-called procedures to kill children that are used all across America and for that matter, across the world. And, you know, in the state of Ohio, just FYI, the other side is saying late term abortions don't happen. What I just told you isn't true. And they have to say that because most Americans, a good majority, think what you just saw on the screen here, especially with late term abortion induction procedures, that that should not happen. It's too extreme, too barbaric. And uh, this proposed amendment to the Ohio Constitution would enshrine abortion, not just after conception or fertilization, but all the way up to birth. There will be no limitations or restrictions on abortion whatsoever. And they want to be certain of that. And their own rhetoric has basically backed that up because they basically say that viability is between the doctor, so-called, the abortionist, and the mother. And so basically that opens the door to abortions up to birth. So that's why we think it's the case and we're making that case. And you really just have to listen to those who perform them to know that it's a thing. Martin Haskell's an abortionist here in the state of Ohio. He said, quote, most of my abortions are elective and they're after 24 weeks of gestation. In other words, he's not even talking about any fetal problems here, deformities or what have you. He's talking about perfectly healthy babies that are being killed using the induction method right here in our state. And if you don't think that's going to expand, then you got something coming. If they're going to legalize abortion and enshrine it in our Constitution, there'll be no limits, and Ohio will become California. Ohio will become a destination state for late-term abortion, and guys like Martin Haskell will take off with their killing business, and this will be a destination people for people like uh, for him and others who want to come here and perform these types of uh, barbaric procedures. So that's bo the bottom line. The reality of abortion, people need to see it. You need to understand it. You got to know the numbers and you got to be able to describe to people what happens to a baby uh, during an abortion. So hopefully this is helpful. And friends, if you want to come to one of our town halls, we're going to be holding these all across the state of Ohio. You can go to createequal.org slash abortion amendment and uh, let, you know, just let us know you want to attend one. I'll be speaking at these throughout the fall up until Election Day on November 8th. And remember, friends, we need people to come to Ohio to be part of our door-to-door -door campaign. We are running it here at, the, at Created Equal. We are basically managing, operating, organizing, and deploying all the ground forces, ground troops, if you want to call it, to go door-to-door -door here in the state of Ohio. So you can get a hold of us by going to createdequal.org slash abortion amendment that's created equal.org slash abortion amendment to be involved in our canvassing efforts here in the state of ohio we'll see you next time god bless you god bless america and remember america to bless god you've been listening to mark harrington your radio activist for more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life liberty and justice go to createdequal.org to follow mark go to markharringtonshow.com be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war